0: Welcome to One Cause Church. Here is another inspirational message from Senior Pastor Eric Holler. We're in the series on the family, and I want to talk to you for a few minutes um, on that subject. Um, Last week, we we talked a little bit about the divisions that try to come into our homes and how you and I have to stand guard against division. Because with it, James says that where there are strife and envy... And contentions and those kinds of things, James three sixteen. there's every evil thing. So when you allow, when you open that door to division in your home, then you're opening it to every evil possibility, all right? Ain't nobody got time for that. We don't need that in our homes. We have enough division in this country. We have enough division in our government. We have enough division uh, in our family. So we got to get... Down to the root of the, of the matter, and it starts in our houses. It starts in our homes. And yeah. be determined as Joshua Joshua was who said, as for me, he took a stance. As for me in my house, choose you this day whom you're going to serve. But as for me in my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. When you have that determination, you're going to serve the Lord. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday. Maybe you weren't serving him very well yesterday. Maybe you weren't doing what you needed to do. But, hey, today, say today, as for me and my house. See, you can start right now. And there's grace for you right now. There's help for you right now. Amen. It's for me and my house. Because as the house goes, so the city goes. As the city goes, so goes the nation. All right? So that's what we have to, that's why we're dealing with the family. If we can get our families strong, if we get our families living that God kind of life together, husbands and wives flowing in communion and love together and raising their children and the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, then the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. Can I get a better amen than that? Amen. 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 Charlie's always got the best amen, but it didn't hurt to have a couple others. But before we jump into, um, fully into this, I'm, I want to take a moment to remember as an American, uh, this coming Tuesday, which is September the 11th, which is now known as Patriot Day. I love that we called it Patriot Day because man, did the Patriots show up that day yes. on September the 11th, 2001. Um, and it's guys like Shane Walker yeah. Yeah. who every day that they go to work understand what's on the line. Yeah. Yeah. It's guys like Josh Munger, yeah. those are out there, the emergency responders. Policemen, sheriffs, firefighters. Yeah. And we need to remember them in our prayers. Amen. Yeah. And um, Amen. so on this Patriot Day, I want us together right now on the eve of that to take a moment to pray together. Can we do that? Yeah. Especially for Shane over there, for Josh, the, guy, the ones that are, who are in our house. Any other here that are in the emergency response field? Anybody here? All right. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord, for, wow, what a call this is. It's more than just a duty. It's a call. Yeah. And, Father, we thank you for Shane. We thank you for Josh. We thank, thank you for these in our city, God, who are, who, are, who are watching over our communities in service. They have given themselves to serve the people. They've given themselves to put themselves in harm's way, Lord, to, to help people, to rescue, to bring uh, aid Lord, I thank you, God, that you are with them, that you protect them, and you give your angels charge over them, continue to keep them in all their ways. God, we bless them in Jesus' name. We pray, God, that you would be with them. Thank you, Lord God, for this, for this service that's come to us. And, Lord, help us not to take it for granted or forget the incredible sacrifice daily, Lord, that they give. In service to us. So we thank you for that. and Thank you for the United States of America. I'm still yeah. convinced, Lord, yeah. it's the greatest country in the world. And we yeah. thank you, yes. Lord, that we have the honor, we have the privilege of yeah. living in this free nation. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, that this nation was birthed, I believe, by divine yeah. order. Yeah. Yeah. That, that there, were, there were men and women who had had enough, yeah. had enough yeah. of the chains of slavery, that had enough of the tyranny right. of, of, of wicked people. Yeah. And Lord, they decided to throw that stuff off. And to come to liberty and to pay whatever price to be free. And we are here today thanking you for that. Yes. You. God, we, I, we pray that you continue to bless the United States of America. Yes. We need your help. We need your intervention. Yes. Lord, we need your love abounding you. in this time of, 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 of racism and this time of hatred and bigotry and this time of of everybody's got an opinion and they're going to say it in the most hateful, spiteful way, Lord. We just pray that that stuff begins to fade out, God, by the love of God, by the grace of God upon this country, that we would remember, God, who we are and how great this nation is that we live in and that we would not take on the sense of entitlement, but, God, that we would become citizens of a free country, Lord, those who would leave a legacy and leave it better for our children than, what, than the way it came to us. In the name of Jesus, that the people of God would rise up. God, what an hour for the church to shine her, bright, her light like never before. This is an hour for the gospel. And we thank you, Lord. Help us, God, to rise to the challenge, to not be afraid, to not be silent, but to speak up and declare the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for your help there. Um, Jesus said in Matthew 12, Verse 25, he said, every kingdom. He knew their thoughts. He said, every kingdom. Say every kingdom. All right, so there is no kingdom that's exception to the rule. All of them are in this. Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. Wow. Every house. Every house. That's why you and I can never allow division in our homes. Can't allow it. you got to stand. you got to guard your garden. you got to guard your house. Keep this stuff out. This stuff is made up of, like, gossips, you know? A lot of times gossip uh, is, is masked by uh, a prayer request. Yeah. We need to pray for so-and-so. Why? Oh, let me tell you. Yeah. <laughs> by the end of it, they forgot to pray for him. <laughs> hey. Just because it's true don't mean it needs to be said. There are things true about you that you don't want people to talk about. You don't want people knowing. Is that true? Just because it's true don't mean Well, that's true. So what? Is it hurting somebody? Huh? Is it injuring? Is, it, is, this, is this helping life at all? No. No. Take that little think test. I've given this to you before. When information is passed your way and, mm, boy, the temptation is to pass it on to somebody else, ask yourself these questions. You just make a little acronym out of think. Number one, is it true? Is it true? You need to ask yourself that question. Hmm? We're living in a time where people don't care whether it's true, they just want to get the information to the next person. They don't care about investigating whether it's true or not. Is that true? Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it helpful? If it's not, then don't do it. Don't, don't talk about it. Yeah. How about this? Is it inspiring or is it injuring? Does it inspire? Does it build? Does it equip? Does it encourage? Hmm? How about this end? Is it necessary to talk about it? Well, I think it is. I know. That's why your life is a tornado. That's why there's so much chaos going around in your life. Because everything is necessary, right? Everything's the greatest, or everything's the worst. Is it necessary? And lastly, is it kind? Hmm. Just run the thing. Just run it through the think test. True? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? Is it kind? That was worth coming to church for, right there? All right, gossips. People. And then there's these people that love contention. You know. You know. You probably know somebody that loves contention. You might be kin to them, huh? They're not happy unless someone's fighting. They like to stir up the hornet's nest and just stand back and watch. Amen. Hmm? Get away from these people. Yeah. Amen. And the scripture teaches us that fools are the one who, ones who create discord. Yeah. Yeah. They create discord. So train yourself to overlook petty faults in your spouse and your children. Amen. Yeah. Ask yourself if this is really worth getting upset about. Huh? Is it okay if we use our brains? Is that all right? I don't think that's a I don't think that's such an issue really. To to use our brain. God, God, God gave us that beautiful gray matter to think. Talking to one another, not at one another. Spending time with each other, hearing each other. You know, yeah. we talked about Proverbs 15 that says that a soft answer, not a soft person, a soft answer. Yeah. <laughs> Turns away wrath. I believe it was Teddy Roosevelt that said, speak softly carry a big stick All right? there's something about speaking softly especially to the ones that are dear to you your spouse in particular it turns away wrath yeah. and and but a lot of this kind of stuff begins to happen because of the lack of spending time with one another you know, once, once that, you get separated in that and you're putting your time toward other things, it's real easy to let division come in yeah. because you have feelings and, and things that you would like to talk about or something and, and it just keeps kind of getting pushed back, pushed back, pushed back, pushed back and then one day, <laughs> so you a purpose to spend time and to nurture that relationship, nurture that marriage. It's important uh, and not, not only for you but for your children and for those that are in your life. Amen. It really doesn't take much to spend time together. It really doesn't. Um, you know, I've just, Heather and I have done counseling through the years and counseled couples uh, throughout our time in ministry. And I've, I've been amazed at just doing some simple tests with couples to see where they are. Just having people sit knee to knee looking at each other and just eye to eye. I'm telling you, like 30 seconds long, and it feels like it's forever to them. Two minutes. Two minutes. And you, you start watching the emotions start coming up. Just that's that time to look into each other in the eyes. It's amazing how much we don't do that. And we live with each other every day. But just taking that moment to get caught up in one another's gaze and remember, remember this, this union that you have that was founded in love and your promises to one another. A lot of times it can be corrected just like that, just by time spent. That can fix a lot of issues. Amen. And if you don't have money to go do something, Heather and I, we, I was telling the earlier service when we were broke, we were broke for several years, that we'd just go get in the car and drive around the back roads, just drive on county roads and just talk. Some of the richest times in our communication together. Amen. So you can, you can yeah. do, you don't have to go do something extravagant to nurture that relationship. Amen. Amen. So uh, spend that time, fight for, fight for time because we're all busy. I mean, you can be as busy as you want to be you got this event, you got that event. Listen, you're going to have to set some things aside for the sake of this union, for the sake of this marriage. Amen? That's good preaching, Pastor Eric. Hey, and never allow anger to have any dominance in your life, in your relationship. Because anger, though it is a good thing, anger is a good thing. God gave us anger. Did you know that? It's it's an emotion that God gave us. But the scripture teaches us in Ephesians 4, bring that up there if you would, be angry and do not sin. Well, how is that possible? Yeah. <laughs> be angry, but don't sin. Because well, usually what follows anger is sin, right? But this says, be angry, and do not sin. Now watch this. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Here it is, verse 27. Nor give place to the devil. It's about what you're angry at. If you're angry at your spouse, then that's sin. If you're angry at your children, no, no, no. This says to be angry at the devil. Don't give place to him. Be angry at evil. Be angry at divisions that are trying to come in and separate you and to bring your house down. You keep your anger aimed at the right thing. It's called a righteous indignation. Righteous anger. You know that that's 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 why we're here as a country. There are some people that got fed up. I mean, they got angry at this taxation without representation from that freak called King George. That tyrant. And they, they had enough. And they got angry. But they got angry in the right way for the cause of freedom, yeah. cause of liberty. And we're all grateful that some people got angry. Amen. They got angry. You can be angry and not sin. Be angry and do not sin. And then it says, neither let uh, go back to 20. And do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Now, my grandma used to teach me that that verse meant that you don't go to bed mad. Or, or, or you make sure you apologize before dark. I said, Grandma, that's not a bad rule to have. That's all right. That's okay. You need to resolve issues. But I said, Grandma, but what if you fight? The fight starts after dark. What do we do then? We get to be angry a long time until the sun goes down the next day. That's not what this is actually saying. It's actually saying, now watch this, be angry and stay angry. Don't let the sun go down on your wrath. Never let the sun set on your wrath. Keep it alive and well. Ooh. Now watch this. Wrath ag- nor give place to the devil. Because if you, if, you, if you stop being angry at what you need to be angry at, that's when the door creeps open. Because yeah. the devil roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Oh, he's not angry anymore. He's turning his anger on his wife. And as kids, I think I have an access point. Hmm? No, no, no. Now we don't let the sun go down on our wrath. This is a this is reference to Joshua who said, Son, stand still. Because we got a war to fight. Amen. we got an enemy to overcome. Amen. Get angry, stay angry. Come on, tell somebody next to you. Get angry, stay angry. All right, remember, we don't wrestle with flesh and blood but against principalities, yeah. powers, the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places, all right? This is the devil and his, and his minions. A lot of times, though, anger anger directed in the wrong, at the wrong place to, to, to people happens because we got hurt. Yeah. Hmm? And, so, and so that keeps us looking back instead of looking forward, looking to what's ahead. All right. I want to... What time is it? Ooh. Cowboys don't play till three, so we got like three hours if you guys are good. I want to talk to you guys for just a second, all right? And then I'll let you go. Um, Men, where are the men? Yeah. Wow. All right. God. Where are the men? All right. Thank you. There you go. All right. Thank you. That made me feel a lot better about you guys. Uh, I'm kidding. Um. I actually loved hearing that. There's something very spiritual about that response back. 1 Peter 3, 7. Because men, we got to let our voices be heard. Now listen, you ladies, you're going to get talked to as well. Um, Heather's got a message for you in the not-too-distant future. All right, but today I, I just need to... And, and ladies, you can, I want you to hear this because this is for you as well, but it's indirectly to you. Husbands, any husbands here? Husbands, likewise, dwell with them. Okay, so it's talking, who's them? It's your wife. Now watch this. With understanding. The first time I read that, I was like, that's a good joke. <laughs> it's one thing to dwell with her. It's another thing to understand her. But Lord, you're expecting me to live with her and understand her. That's a real tall order. <laughs> giving honor to the wife as to the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your why why is this important that your prayers man I, I, I don't know why he put that part on the verse why do you have to keep going just being together heirs together of the grace of life period then he said that your prayers may not be hindered gentlemen how many of you now you understanding something here that that if you don't dwell with her understanding it's going to affect your prayer life it's going to affect how fruitful your prayers are now you I, I don't like it either, but it's still there. It's still the truth, and now we got to take responsibility. I'm talking to men, right? All right. Okay. We've got to take responsibility, or as we say, man up. The word hindered means rendered fruitless. I don't want to pray prayers and then see them be rendered fruitless. So this shows us that however we treat our wives will affect how our prayers are answered. Uh, you can argue with that, you can say that's not fair, or you can just accept it. Yeah. And the sooner you accept it, the better things are. Amen. Because, you know, sometimes we would like to think that our relationship with our wife is one thing, and our relationship with the Lord, and the Lord says, no, not so. Hmm. It doesn't mean God doesn't love you, doesn't mean that doesn't have a good plan for your life, doesn't mean He's cut you off, it means that you did something, not Him. See, this wasn't God's part. Your prayer gets hindered because of you, not because of God. Not an amen right there. It's just, maybe it just went all the way down in. All right, it is. It's in your power, guys, men. It's in your power to either have hindered or unhindered prayers. So you can't expect to treat your spouse and your children just any old way, any old way contrary to the Word of God, and expect to have effective prayers. Amen. Um, having a good home, a good marriage. Listen, this, is not, this is, really isn't difficult. I know life is complicated and, and relationships and communication sometimes can be complex. But really, at the end of the day, it's pretty simple. Pretty simple. Dwell with them with understanding. This word for understanding means practical knowledge. That's one of the definitions. Practical knowledge. You want some practical knowledge today? <laughs> if it makes her mad when you do that, stop doing that. If it hurts her when you say that, stop saying it. Yeah. Is that practical enough for you? Amen. Yeah, That was good preaching. All right, care. And then, and then another part is, now watch, another definition, along with practical knowledge, just the, the practice of life, is care and caution. Dwell with, her with care and caution. This tells me as a man that I've got to guard my garden. I've got to watch over my house. I've got to take responsibility and care and, be, and understand and, and be alert and aware of what's going on. That I, I make sure there's a good vibe going on in my house. That there aren't a bunch of hurt people living under one roof and we're not dealing with our issues. Hmm? Yeah. And we're able to talk these things out. And we deal with things. Amen. We act like adults. Imagine that. Yeah. If, 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 you're, if you're wanting to get married... If you wanting to get married, but you don't want to act like an adult, then please spare that person and don't get married. Amen? amen. 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 Ladies, you had a good opportunity to say amen. Because it, it really does. It takes men, not boys in, in adult bodies. It takes, it takes men. And it, but it doesn't mean that you've got to walk on eggshells either. It doesn't mean that you've got to... No, it doesn't. It doesn't mean you're trying to avoid a minefield. It just means you lead the home. You just lead the home. Amen. You have the responsibility to examine and weigh how you're treating your marriage. Oh, praise God! It also means wisdom in looking ahead. Wisdom in look. What will this conversation? Where will this take me? Where will this take our marriage? What if I spend? If I buy this, what is? What does that look like for us down the road? Will that hurt us or will that help us? Hmm? wisdom in looking down the road, and God is trying to help you look ahead. Look ahead, look ahead, gentlemen. It also means common sense. That's good. I wish it was as common as it used to be, but it can be common sense again. Likewise, watch, dwell with them with understanding, giving honor to the wife. You know what the word honor means? It means respect and esteem. Do you? Do you esteem and do you respect your wife? Let me say this, ladies. Are you giving them good reason to? Amen. Yeah, respect is is given, but it's also earned. Giving honor to the wife. Now look at this. As to the what? The weaker vessel. The weaker vessel. A lot of guys really like this part right here, and they bully on this one right here. See, the Bible says you're weaker than me. Well, we didn't have to come to church or read the Bible to know that, that we have different makeup. I mean, hello. You have abilities she doesn't have, but let me remind you, big stuff. She's got abilities you don't have either, all right? The physical abilities that you had that she doesn't have in the strength and way of strength, it's just the way God made us, but she's got strengths in her that you wish to God you had. Hmm? Amen. This is about partnership. This isn't about measuring ourselves against one another, all right? A man and woman woman, their makeup is different not to be different, but to complement one another, yeah. amen? Because God, God's plan is for the two of you to become one, yeah. amen? So recognize, you know, I used to be threatened by my wife. I really did. I used to see, because I was just stupid and insecure, and I would be threatened by her sometimes uh, because of her knowledge of certain things or because of her ability. And you know what I called her? A control freak. That really helped us, didn't it? (laughs) Because because, because I I knew she was right. I knew she was right about what she was telling me. I just didn't want her to be right again. But if you're going to stay married for a long time, then get in line with the abilities that God gave each of you and appreciate those differences and, and embrace one another's strengths. Amen. Um, Heather does things that I can't do, no doubt. I mean, she's, she's so good at details and remembering things and organizing and planning and multitasking and all that. I, I, it blows my mind. It just blows my mind. Uh, like, just the other day, I was in the kitchen, and I was entering a text, and she starts talking to me. And, and I'm, I'm texting away, and then, she, and then she stops. And I look up at her, and, like, she couldn't get why I, wasn't engaged in the conversation, I said, honey, I can't do that. I'm, I'm trying to text somebody and then you start talking. I can't, I can't do two things like you can. You're, you just have this amazing talent. It's one at a time. Will, but listen, this will save you a lot less fights and disagreements in your marriage. Um, do what it takes to empower the partnership. Let You might want to write this down. Let the responsibility be defined by the ability. Let the responsibility be defined by the ability. Amen. The marriages that make it, that overcome, that push through, that continue on and on are also those who give grace to one another. Give grace to your spouse. Give them a break. You'll need it soon. Hmm? That your prayers may not be hindered. That your prayers may not be hindered. Amen. God is not here to bring us into bondage. He's here to bring us into liberty. All right, can can we go one last place? Can you give me like five minutes? All right, good. Who will give me five minutes? Five, 10, 15, 20, 25. All right, good. All right, thank you. Ephesians 5.25 says this. That's an old preacher joke. Isn't that right, Betty? That one's been around a long time, hasn't it? I mean, she's so bored with me. She's on her phone right now. She's like, what a... No, she's looking at her Bible. She's looking at her Bible. I know she is. I know her better than that. Husbands love your wives, and all the ladies said. Amen. And all the men said, All right, but here's, here's the standard. this is how you love it. Just as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's a tall order. You expect me to live with her and understand her. now you're telling me to be willing to give everything for her. Yeah Yeah, that's, that's when you're really, really living life. You can read throughout. Ephesians twenty five twenty five. I don't have time to read those nine verses, but you read throughout. In nine verses, it tells the husband to love the wife, and not one time does it tell the wife to love the husband. I mean, are you sure? This wasn't Paulina writing this? <laughs> What's the deal here? But it does say, and see that the wife respects her husband at the very end of it. But it says... Four times, four times in nine verses. Husbands love your wives. Love your wives. Why? 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 Why does it make that the emphasis? Because the other will take care of itself. She'll love you when she knows she's loved. She'll respond to you. All right. That won't even be an issue. Amen. Uh, there was this Gallup poll that was that was done some time ago, and it asked what men needed the most. What is your number one need? And surprise, it wasn't sex. I mean, it was up there on the list, but it wasn't number one. The first thing. Listen to this. Number one, number one, their need was to feel admired and respected. Yeah. Can I get a witness, gentlemen? To feel respected and admired. Think about this. God, all this time, thousands upon thousands of years before this Gallup poem was put out, already told us that. Wives, see that you respect your husbands because that's what he needs. And husbands, you love your wives. Like Christ loved the church, that means you're all in. You give yourself to your wife. You give yourself to your children. God created this whole thing. Remember, he knows how the woman clicks. He knows how the man clicks. Amen. He knows that she needs your love. She needs to feel safe. She needs to know that you're committed. She needs to know that you're involved. She needs to know that you're there. And he needs to know that you respect him and admire him. Amen. In doing this, God points us again toward one another in, in this oneness. You have what she needs, she has what you need. And in doing this, you become one. You know? And so you might need to change your attitude or your mindset on this issue. I need to change some things and submit to the Lord and let him help you. Amen. Lastly, just some, just some points to get to you guys. What does my wife want from me? I'm going to speak for her today. A husband she can lean on. A man that is emotionally connected to her and to the kids. <laughs> I know. See, you don't have to do that with your buddies. You just, guys just don't do that. Me and me and Stephen, we're emotionally connected. Right? We save all that for our, our family. We save all that for our wife and children, right? No, we, we compete with one another. We don't, you yeah, know, okay. Anyway, a husband... She wants a husband who appreciates her and respects her. Y'all, y'all are welcome to say amen any time, ladies here. She wants a husband who will encourage, allow, and help her to be the best woman, wife, and mother that she can be. She wants a man who will put her before his family and friends. Let me say that one more time. She needs a man who will put her before his family and friends. Did y'all need to hear it one more time? Okay. No. <laughs> she also needs a man who is in right relationship with God. Yeah. She wants you to take the lead on Sunday mornings. That's right. Amen. Yeah. I'm telling you this because I've heard these things through the years over and over and over and over and over again. I feel like I'm way ahead of my husband in spiritual things. I feel like this, this is, gentlemen, you got to take the lead. This is who we are as a family. This isn't just for the mother and kids, all right? She also needs a husband that's involved with the kids. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the message. For more information about One Cause Church, please visit us online at onecausechurch.com.